I'm Morgan Tioka. This is the Challenge Her podcast. This is the Challenge Her podcast. Hey team, it's Morgan Tioka here from the Challenge Her podcast. I have been obsessing over this new book I've been reading called Belonging by Owen Eastwood. The book uh, is recommended by a lot of people but I luckily was able to come across it when I was doing my study recently around athlete well-being. Owen Eastwood wrote a book. Uh, He is New Zealand Māori but he grew up in England and his father passed when he was young so he grew up with his mother and just to give you a bit of a backstory he ended up contacting his iwi um, and marae back home uh, and all his family so uh, I don't know what his is but in New Zealand you come from a marae uh, so for for example my kofata marae back home in Fielding and he sent him a letter and said this is my name this is my father's name do I belong here and they sent him back after about a few months they sent him back with two letters one was yes you belong here you're part of us and you're part of our Fano, which is family and Maldi and then the second page was this beautiful long line of history and his family tree of where he belonged and who he belonged to and his tribe and ancestors. Anyway, he goes into the book about how the sense of belonging gives you this overall feeling that I can do anything because I have identity. And he talks about how identity is related in teams and how in elite sport you need to be able to create a sense of belonging in order for your team to feel a sense of identity in that team. You know, authentic trust, loyalty. He goes into a lot of detail and he relates it all to how high-performing teams uh, struggle with trust. So when you look at different teams, successful teams uh, in the world, and I think one of the, the key ones obviously is the All Blacks and they are one of his main teams that he looks at he looks at the all blacks pre-2007 and post-2007 and the amount of work they did pre and post around cultural identity and belonging so previously it was this high pressured environment where they didn't have a lot of emphasis around cultural connections in a sense of how to build trust and relationships in the group. They had a good sense of who they were and where they come from individually because they were so culturally connected to being mouldy in the space. But as a team, cohesively, they struggled to create uh, a sense of team belonging and team identity. And he uses them as a key example. So when they went on their winning streak, I think it's post-2007 or 2011, he discusses some of the key changes they made. And I think one of the key ones he goes into detail was trust and how to build trust. And this is so evident, not only, I guess, in a team and elite environment, but this is evident in any sort of organisation or team. So from work to, you know, 
music creative industries, any team in the world of how we probably need to be better at opening up our minds and our learnings to different spaces so that we can help build relationships and have really deep trust, which then helps with innovation because no one wants to be innovative in a space they don't feel safe. It's physically impossible. So he goes into detail and starts to say, you know, there are six elements to building trust in high-performing teams. And to get the best out of your people, you must treat them all differently. There are many different people coming into the space. So the context is understanding that each individual has a different understanding of how to form trust and how trust is built. That can come down to childhood trauma or childhood adverse effects where when they are in an uncertain space as a child uh, or unpredictable environment, usually you can look to a parent and be able to see whether they feel trust in that space. So obviously, you know, when a baby looks at um, a mother in an unpredictable environment or uncomfortable environment, usually the mother will smile and reassure them. So over time... Unfortunately, if there is trauma or childhood adverse effects, that can then cause the child to then struggle to find trust in people. So it takes them a lot longer in a space because they are waiting to be let down. They're waiting to be able to um, for things to go pear-shaped. And so he goes on to talk about how if you understand that and you can have that idea that people are going to come in with different feelings towards building trust and they are going to be building trust over time there are six key elements to creating that environment for those people the first one's authenticity so having people in the space that what we they say and what they do are exactly the same. So at the heart of that is integrity. So it's honesty and following through. It's what I say and what I do are exactly the same and I'll do exactly what I say in front of you and away from you. You know, it's having that integrity, doing the right thing when no one's watching. That's at the heart of trust. And then from that comes loyalty. So the second one is we all live by the tribe's codes so we accept and respect our standards and refuse to break them for our own self-interest. That is super, super key. The third one is competence. I can do the tasks that have been given to me. The fourth one, consistency, that our behaviour and performance is consistent over time. And it can confidently be predicted by my team and my teammates. This reassures that they are trusted and that they can trust me. Number five is adaptability. That in a face of unknown, chaotic and unpredictable environments, we are open-minded and are able to create change. So if plan A isn't working, the whole team is able to readjust and then go to plan B. And number six, which is the heart of deep trust, is emotional availability. So that's even though things are chaotic, even though right now we're stressed about, you know, trying to execute skill, etc. When you need me, I will be there. So that's that key understanding of in an uncertain and stressful environment, whatever you need, I'll be there for you no matter what.
So the opposite to that is abandonment. And I think we see that in high-performing teams when the leaders of the group really struggle to welcome, proactively support and care for new people in the space. And that's when our trust and relationships become divided because they're not capable of feeling safe yet in the environment. And I just found all of that really interesting Uh, He goes on to talk about, you know, it can take years of building a relationship and trust in a, a person and it can end in seconds. Trust is an emotional state reflecting our assessment on whether we can trust and rely on those around us and we're constantly judging whether it's physically and psychologically safe for us. Trust cannot be commanded or willed, but it will be built over time. And I just thought I'd share that because it's really evident at the moment while I'm working with high-performing teams and something I notice in a new space where a lot of our female teams don't have the frameworks or instilled traditions and values put into place it's hard to know when to start, uh, where to start when everyone seems to be new. So I think our best bet is by giving our leaders the knowledge and understanding of how to build that trust and then helping facilitate and guide them building relationships with younger people in the team. So I hope that helps and I probably will be doing a bit more podcasting around Owen Eastwood. I really love his work and I highly recommend going and listening to him on any podcasts because he does interviews with high-performing people. Anyway, I hope you guys have a great day and I'll talk to you soon. You've been listening to the Challenge Her podcast with Morgan Tioka. Follow, rate and share to help empower and educate young women.